You're about to soar in business and in life. This podcast is designed to elevate your mind and skyrocket your success. My name is Connie Scavella, and get ready to think bigger, move faster, rise higher, and stay there. This is the Soar Podcast. This is a special edition of our podcast because today you're going to get to listen to another chapter of my book, Soar. Think bigger, move faster, rise higher. And the book is divided into three parts. Each part is one of those maxims. And today we are in the first part of the book, Think Bigger. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this reading. Part one, Think Bigger. You are only subject to what you hold in mind. David R. Hawkins, MD, PhD. Chapter 6 Secrets of the Boardroom What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Ralph Waldo Emerson Every time I was in the presence of the beings of light, I felt more and more love and more wonders. I felt as if I was merging into them. There was less and less distinction between me and the beings of light. I no longer had awareness of this communication of no mind. It was now just the way my life was. Then I was brought into another room, and in this room there was a long conference table, and on it was an architectural structure. The kind that we see when a design firm is creating a new community or city plan with the white foam core structure of the buildings, landscape, and roads to give us a lifelike description of what the outcome will be. I began studying this closely. All three beings of light were in the room, however, Jesus and the Holy Spirit were each off in a corner. This time, it was just me and God together. He was walking along this table and talking to me and asking me what I thought of it. I thought it was very interesting, especially the depth of detail. The table was flat, but the structures of the landscape and the buildings were undulating up and down, some places tight and narrow, others loose with hardly any structures at all. At this point, I didn't understand the design or why I was there, but I did have a strong fascination with it. It was almost the same fascination I had when I was looking down at my body in the bed. I was not able to relate to it, but there was something oddly familiar about it. God began to tell me that this was my life. I could look to the right to see my past, everything that I had ever done, and as I looked to the left, there was my future. He was on the opposite side of the table to me. I looked to the left a little way as I was interested to see what was going on with my old life. The farther beyond me I looked, the foam core would formulate into additional structures. It looked like it had stopped at the end of the table, but when I looked out a little farther, it would form farther out again. It would continue to form as long as I looked towards my future. It was a work in progress. It would grow in advance of where I was looking. Finding Our Purpose As we walked along this master plan of life, God told me that it was time for me to go back. I was absolutely stunned. I was hurt. 
I thought I had done something wrong. Perhaps I hadn't pleased them or wasn't worthy of being there. All these thoughts rushed in. I thought this couldn't be over. I had completed my life and now I was supposed to be in heaven enjoying all this. He explained that it wasn't so. It wasn't a completion. I hadn't finished. I was not done. I had to go back. There was no way I wanted to go back. I couldn't go back. I needed to be here. I needed to learn and study. I can help the world so much more with all this knowledge I have in my head. I don't need to go back there where I was cruel to people, where I was hurt and hurt people in return. I thought I was forgiven for each of those actions. Why would I have to go back there? He kindly repeated that it was time to go back. This visit was never meant to be permanent. Although spoken with such incredible love, it was hard to hear. I knew it was going to happen, but I wanted to fight to stay. I pleaded with him how much smarter it is for me to stay. There was nothing left on earth for me to do, and I had experienced what I needed from life. My purpose there had been completed. There was no reason for me to go back. I argued vehemently. I tried everything. I was like a stubborn child refusing to listen to her parents who say it's time to put away your games and go to bed. Almost as if smiling, they capitulated with an offer that was like being granted permission to play for 10 more minutes, then off to bed. If I could rate it in degrees, I felt the strongest radiation of love from the center being of light. God said, okay, you can stay. If you can convince us why you should stay. I was so excited. It was like I was jumping up and down. I couldn't believe it. I can stay. I can stay. All I had to do is convince them. No problem at all, I thought. I'm a brilliant salesperson. I'm a great speaker. And I can write and design compelling presentations. I can do this. I have the experience and skills overcoming objections, understanding sales philosophy, little NLP. Plus, I have the holy archives at the touch of my fingers. The Ultimate Sale they gave me a window of opportunity and I was going to make the most of it. Without most confidence, I worked tirelessly in the archives, researching my theories, crafting compelling arguments, pacing back and forth, memorizing my talk. It only took what seemed like a few hours of research and preparation. It was like being back in school taking college prep tests, with only two answers remaining, the buzzer sounds, somebody shouts, time's up, pencils down, and you must hand your papers forward. This test mattered more than any acceptance exam I had taken before. I was called into a new room, which thankfully did not have the sterile feel of a courtroom or a hollow gaze of stone-faced professors enduring me defending my thesis. This place was filled with soft golden light, as if the sun was streaming through a window in the late afternoon. The radiance of love emanating from all three beings of light engulfed me the moment I was in their presence. While I felt their love everywhere I went, standing before them, the intensity was beyond any power to which we could logarithmically calculate. With utmost confidence, I gave the greatest presentation of my life. It was flawless. I was poised and polished. I had the right inflection and gestures. I had built up tension for the whole hero's journey I took them on the crescendos of all the reasons why I should stay and how much I can benefit them and what a blessing it is for them to keep me there and how wonderful they'll feel. All these ridiculous little platitudes of stories. How foolish I must have appeared. 
They listened earnestly, moved in many places, and with great compassion, let me finish. Then they stood before me and said, Now it is time for you to go. I cried and cried. I tried more times with more arguments, and still nothing would move them off their decision. They said, It's time to go. I was beside myself. I was uncontrollably saddened. I no longer took it personally as though I was unworthy or failed. I was just so heartbroken to go back. I did not want to be on Earth anymore. Just as the first time I came to America, I wanted to go back to Germany where people weren't so harsh and judgmental to me for being different. I did not want to go back to the people on Earth. I did not want to return to that body. I did not want to just live out the rest of my days in the pain of an undiagnosed disease. Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit called me back into the boardroom with the long conference table that extended every time I looked further out. There was my life in white foam core laid out on that pristine ebony table. This time when I went in, when I looked to the right, it was all in full color. Everything was colored in trees, buildings, people, and everything in full detail. I noticed a point where all the color ended and everything going forward was just the white foam core. This was the line. This was the stop in time of my life up to this point and where it was about to begin again. Preparing for my return. The beings of light could sense my uncertainty about returning to Earth. How do I take what I learned, felt, and know back into the world? We walked along this conference table and they showed me how my entire life might unfold. I had Jesus on one side of me, God on the other, and the Holy Spirit on the other side of the table. They showed me every place I was supposed to go, every person that I was supposed to meet, everything I was supposed to do. I was shown what to avoid and what happens if I don't avoid it. It was an extensive journey we took together without rushing or missing one detail. I don't know if it was one lifetime or more, but I felt at peace understanding what was awaiting me. Having the certainty of knowing what you're walking into gives great confidence. Then they told me some things that I would need immediately coming back. I learned what was wrong with my body and why it had deteriorated. I understood why my brain, which used to be very smart, had stopped functioning. Why the few dreams I had were only in black and white. Why I suddenly became dyslexic and could no longer think coherently. Then I discovered why my body would waste away and become inflamed, leaving me without any energy. Why all the color had gone out of my body and why all the hair was beginning to fall out of my head. Everything became perfectly clear. They told me where to find the doctor who would diagnose and treat me, and the process I would undergo to heal. There wouldn't be any drugs involved. Upon my return, I would know that my body would heal perfectly. It was just a matter of time. Again, I felt their love and had the peace of mind that this is what I was to do. I am going back. I understood my purpose and my mission back on Earth. I now wanted to fulfill that for me, for the beings of light, and for the world. They told me I would remember all for a short while after I returned. The longer I was on Earth, 
the more I would forget everything I was seeing about my future. Yet, at new passages of my life, I would recall the upcoming events I was shown here. The more I felt their presence, the more my future would be revealed to me again on earth. They said I could test the veracity of every experience by how closely it aligned with their energy and love. When I felt something contrary, such as what I felt looking in that well, that was not true. Those are the things people encounters I am to avoid. Begging to stay. I knew I was going back and that I would be different. I felt perfect, whole, and complete. Most of all, I felt love. I understood my purpose, yet I still had lingering hesitation. Isn't there another way? I asked one more time. How could I stay longer and let somebody else do what I have been asked to do? Even though I understood and all was good, my heart ached at the thought of going back. It would take me away from the feeling of ineffable love with the beings of light. I began to feel a sense of loss, dread, and isolation at the thought of being separate from them in this place. God asked me why, and I explained it was because I feel so much unconditional love here. It's indescribable. I breathe in love and I exhale sorrow. I can't find that on earth no matter what I do or where I go. Here, even when I'm scared for a moment, it instantly disappears. When I don't know something, it's instantly within me. When I want to be somewhere, I am instantly there. I don't think I can endure an entire lifetime on earth and never feel this kind of unconditional love again. I don't know how I'll be able to make it. I can't go back and never have it. Before I could finish my last sentence, we were all four standing at the mouth of the tunnel, and I knew my argument was lost again. It was like parents sending off their child to college. You knew you had to take your courses, but life is so much easier at home. I felt their amazing love wash over me. I did not want to be out of the presence of that. I said, I just don't want to go back where I'll never know this kind of love again. You will have your answer along the way, he said. Thanks for listening to this chapter of the book, Soar, Think Bigger, Move Faster, Rise Higher. I would love for you to come back next week and listen to the next chapter or the next edition of the Soar to Freedom podcast, where we do want you to think bigger, move faster, rise higher, and stay there. If you want to get a copy of my book, go ahead and go to Amazon. You can also find it on Barnes & Noble, and it's available on Audible. I look forward to having you back every week as you elevate your mind and skyrocket your business. One more thing before you go. If you are loving these kind of messages, I want to invite you to our community. We have a group that's hosted live on Facebook called The Iconic Entrepreneur. Come join us over there. It's entirely free, and we're going to go a lot more in-depth on these topics and how you can apply it to your life and to your business so you can truly soar. So you can look on Facebook for the Iconic Entrepreneur Group or just follow this link. Go to connyscavella.com forward slash iconic. 
Again, that's ConnieScavella.com forward slash iconic and look for some links below as well. So we hope you're enjoying these messages. We hope these help you completely transform your life, your business, and your mind. So our goal is to elevate your mind and skyrocket your business. Don't forget, you can pick up a copy of the book Soar on Amazon and my website as well. Come back next week for another exciting message on the Soar to Freedom podcast.